0: Countdown for blast off. X minus 5, four, 3, two, X minus 1, fire. I don't want to grow up, do I want to grow up? I don't want to grow up, do I want
1: to Welcome to the Toys R Us Report, a weekly journey into the life of a guy who spends more time in the toy section than the kid who hangs the figures from the pegs. Your host, Icy Robots.
0: Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, it's gonna get, it's gonna get so much less weak. We are going to talk about a whole bunch of cool movies I saw. We're gonna talk about, uh. Ghost in the Shell. We're going to talk about uh, Beauty and the Beast, and then finally we're going to talk about the main event, one of the biggest movies, one of my favorite movie franchises of all time, and what will be one of the coolest, my favoritest movies to come out this year, Fast and Furious. All right, uh, let me find this mix that Engineer Emily and the Ensign from Over in Pod B made. All right, hit it. will start in and seconds. You see, this is why microphone placement is so important. When it's just perfect, you can hear you even through your tears.
1: <laughs> you are listening to Icy Robots Radio. We didn't get in here, so you can get in with us. We wasn't down when we was riding the bus, so put on your Adidas and step off. I got to have it.
0: That of course is a takeoff on I Got to Have It by Ed OG and the Bulldogs off their famous uh tape, Life of a Kid in the Ghetto. I, I'm really into Ed OG and the Bulldogs. At the time they were out, I thought they were cool, but as I've grown a bit, I've grown more into their music, which which I guess is cool, man. It shows that they were on some mature tip that I wasn't on back back when I was in my youth. So I've got I gotten back up here to the to the Jupiter station with good old good old Engineer Emily in Iceberg. Iceberg didn't do the best job when I was, when I was away, which is, which is expected. He's not so much into doing the vent work. It's not really his cup of tea, which is, which is a weird thing to say when it is, you know, it's your, it's, it's your profession, I guess. He's not into it, but that's not either here nor over there. It's, just is what it is it's something I've grown to accept and that's you know that's fine we all we all have our flaws dude is dude's all right to hang out with and dude's a bit witty so you know he's he's all right but I'm back up here it's always weird to come back come back to work after after being on vacation it's not really like a good feeling you kind of you start to question you start to question everything when you're when you're out there and you're free and you're having fun you see, you see all that life can be and then you get back to the grind and you're just like I just have so many questions, man. Why is life like this sometimes? Why are things the way they are? Why can't they why can't they be like vacation all the time? I guess I guess the reason for that is people like to consume, so you got to find some way to pay for that consumption uh, at any rate. I was I was over at the flea market this past weekend, and it was also the same time they were doing, like, a motorcycle training course at the Veterans Building. So, half of the uh, parking lot was taken over with dudes testing out their motorcycles. It's kind of cool to see from the distance. There's people on Vespa's and scooters and all sorts of stuff, and they're, they're learning how. I dig it, man. I appreciate that they're willing to put themselves out there like that. So... I don't know so they're using that part of the parking lot and there wasn't there wasn't like any any spaces so people are just sort of going around and around and around in circles and we saw some people leaving so we went over to where they were and they we got their space and as we were we were getting ready to pull in this guy jumps out of a van out the back of a van and he starts waving his arms around and i'm you know looking at him like hey can't imagine what you want. The van was parked next to the, the vacant s- spot. So, I'm thinking, like, this must be something important. Or, at least to him. So, I stick my head out the window, and he starts pointing at the open spot, and he's like, that, that spot's, spot's mine. mine. That, that spot's, spot's mine. mine. And, I, I, you know, I'm a bit confused, and I don't, I don't know what he's doing. And then, he starts to pull out backwards. He starts to back out. So, we, we back away from him to give him room i don't i don't know what's going on i'm like why do you want this spot why why are you leaving and then as we start to back out he jumps out of his van again this time out the front and he gets like right in front of our our the truck the icy robots uh, virtual dirt mall mobile it's big big dodge ram and he gets up front and he starts waving his arms around and i'm like what do you want like we're giving you all all the room that you could ever Need to back up, and he's like pointing, going, "That spot is mine. mine," and he's making like two fingers, like they're both mine. And I go, "We're just gonna get this one." And he starts waving his arms around, and he's yelling, and he's really, what you doing? like, really it's incoherent. It's just he's just, just kind of, la, 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 la. and I have no idea what what guy's talking about. I don't know if he wants to like pull out and change spots, or if. You know he is going to try to take both the spots. I have no idea. And then he like pounds his fist on on the the hood of the truck. And you know I look over at the wife and I'm like, what is going on here? And I I try to avoid a confrontation as much as possible. And if this guy was gonna like if he was gonna spaz out over the parking spots, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll off the, the like other spots out there in the world, and I will find one, and it will be. Easier than having some kind of conflict with some weird guy in a van. So we start to back up a bit more, just letting him do whatever he's gonna do, and he starts you he's just yelling. He's just yelling, yelling like yelling like crazy you at us. And we can't really back up all the way out because it's a busy parking lot and there are people, you know, somewhat behind us, so we do have to go forward. And I I'm looking at Guy and he's looking at me, and Guy is He's he's very small. He was seriously, like in the five foot two, five foot three range. Very small, small guy wearing a Grateful Dead baseball hat. He's like waving his arms at me and I looked at the old wife and I'm like, Do I have to get out of the car? Like, do I have to get out and go over to him and go, dude, what's going on? Because I'm afraid if that happens, it's gonna turn into like a shouting match because I'm pretty mellow yellow, but when people start yelling at my face, I, 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 I do my best to not yell back, but I often do end up yelling back, and I'm like, I just don't want any kind of, like, a confrontation with anybody, I just don't, I do not, I just want to go to the flea market, and I want to look around, and I can, you know, I want to, want to see what I can find with these waving his arms, and then, like, just as quickly as he jumped out, he jumps back in, and he parked back in the space that he was in. So, I don't know. We parked into the space next to him and left and went into the flea market. I didn't find anything. It was a bummer day. And this, this was all weird. Isn't it weird when somebody, like, gets up on you and they just start freaking out? It, it uh, it's a very weird feeling. It makes you feel like, what makes him think he can yell at me? Which is not necessarily the right way to think. You just gotta, kinda gotta look at it like, and of course you want to assess the danger, like is this gonna be like a dangerous situation or is this just some some goofball blowing off steam because you don't wanna you don't want to get into like a confrontation with something like that it's not even it's not even worth your bother because you have to imagine it has nothing to do with you it's just some dude's in a snit he's having a tizzy, and I don't need for him to take the tizzy out on me i I have enough tizzies of my own, so I don't know that was all weird and I don't even know if that was that interesting of a tale, but it's been, it's been like in my head. It was really bothersome. It's always weird when somebody's like yelling at you. It's like, what gives you the right to yell at me? Especially when you're four foot ten and you're wearing a Grateful Dead hat. Uh, I don't know. That's, that all is what it is, I guess. It was all very weird. I don't want anybody to think that I'm coming out against people of smaller stature. I'm not big. I'm only like five foot nine, five, ten. I'm just average. I just pointed out the fact that this guy was, you know, a bit on the tiny side and that he was punching above his weight. Maybe, maybe he knew something I didn't know. Maybe he, maybe he's a master of Krav Maga or, or Savat, the French art of foot boxing. I know not. He could be, could have been like a state champion wrestler back in high school. And I'm going to get out of the car and he's going to take me down and headbutt me into oblivion like Mark Coleman. Or maybe, He'll get me down and and lay upon me and not allow me to escape like Dan Severns. I don't know. Either one would suck. I just wanted to go to the flea market. So we're walking around and I saw him again. There wasn't a whole lot. There was a lot of vendors. Like tons. It's it's really starting to, to expand over there at the Mojo Sales. And this week there was a ton, ton, ton more booth. But they were all sort of average. I didn't see a lot of stuff I liked. I got a... Like a Flash Gordon VHS tape. That was really about the extent of it. But I saw a dude again over by over by the lady that sells donuts and he was near something I wanted to look at. I saw some dude had a box of like Marvel magazines, like the old Hulk magazines and the Punisher magazines, and those are kinda neat. They're like comics, but on a bigger format, and I wanted I wanted to give him a look-see, but I didn't want to go over there because dude was over there and I didn't I didn't want to get his Get his ire up again. Who knows? But but when I walked by by Burrow, I saw that he had a Grateful Dead shirt that he had bought, like a tie dye shirt with uh, Jerry Bears on it. Dude needs to mellow out, man. If he's gonna be on that dead trip, he needs to he needs to mellow out. Maybe he's just maybe he's just bugging because they don't tour anymore and that part of his life is over. And Now he has to go and go to the flea market and get into parking disputes with jerks like me. Maybe that's how it is from... From his perspective, is flea market season heating up where you guys are? The weather here is starting to change and the whole flea market scene is starting to cook again. It never stops, but this is when the second flea market over in Sebastopol opens up again and the Mojo sale sale starts to expand and pretty soon the 40-8 and flea market is going to kick into action. That one is also in the Veterans Building parking lot, but they seem to have a whole whole different set of vendors who only only come in for this one. They do it four times a year over over the summer. And it's a lot of fun. We sometimes sell it that one. We have, I think, in the last two years. And we might we might do it again. We've been thinking about flipping the script on the old flea market format. We only do it every once in a while, like a couple times a year. And maybe even once a year. It's a way to clean out the garage of the stuff that we bought that we didn't necessarily want to keep. So Usually we'll go and we'll set it up really nice. We, we merchandise everything, you know, categorize things, put them together. We spend a good time on our setup, but we're thinking maybe we should just go the route of the dudes who have the stuff in the boxes on the ground, because it doesn't seem as if it affects their sales any. People seem like they like to look through the boxes themselves, and maybe they like to look a bit more, thinking that they can come across a treasure of some sort, and maybe... With us laying it out, we're just wasting our times. I don't know. I think we will do that. Who? Sometimes when you're at the flea market and you see like a booth that's all organized, you, you don't even stop because you think the people are going to want too much for their stuff. But nobody objects to looking through boxes because you figure, well, I took the time to dig it out of the box. Dude's going to have to give me like a fair price, right? I mean, how much does he even care about it in the first place? It's, it's in a box. So that's just something to think about. If you happen to have an opinion on whether... Box or table is superior in the flea market. Hit me up, man. Hit me up on Twitter. That's at IcyRobots, I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. Or on Facebook. That's Facebook.com. Also uh, backslash IC Robots. And then it's on Instagram, too. At, at IcyRobots on there. You can find me in any of those spots. I'm actually I'm actually curious, and I would like to get your opinions. What do you think? Tables or boxes? at the flea market this season. I think I'm leaning toward boxes because it's just just less effort for me, right? No setup, easy to clean up. It's already in a box, who cares? It's just flea market junk anyway. So, I don't know. Let's let's move forward into at the movies. The first movie we are going to take a look at is a movie known as Ghost in the Shell. Saw it? Tell you what to think. Hold on, I see robots. Yeah, Emily, what's up?
1: We are getting a news update from your friend Eric. I am sending it to your terminal.
0: Okay. There you go. Got it. Thanks. No problem. Emily out. Emergency Facebook news update. Let's let's see what this is. Oh, oh man. We here at the Toys R Us report are just getting word that Jay Giles of the Jay Giles band has passed away of natural causes in his home. He was. He was 71 years old. That's, that's too young to pass away. But I imagine he, he lived that rock and roll lifestyle. When you see dude in those videos, you know, he's thin as a rail. Cool as all get out wearing those gold shiny shoes and dancing about, you know, dude was living that rock and roll lifestyle. Don't read anything into that. Just mean dude was, you know, just hanging out, having fun, partying hard and it takes a toll. So man, I, I am saddened to hear this. I have always enjoyed the work of the jay giles band they were one of the one of my early favorite bands there was a period where i was kind of lost with music i i had listened to some some rap stuff and i was into that but i was i was a bit lost and i used to listen to the radio a lot i would listen to kfrc that was an oldies station here i would listen to that a lot and I just, I didn't know what to go with. I didn't know any bands, I think, is what it was. I just wasn't, I wasn't in the know as far as musical groups at a time. So I was just like floating about and I had this friend named Stefan and he, he was a nerd like me. He was a comic collector like me. He would, he would hang comics on his walls. He was the first guy I ever saw to do that. He organized it like a comic store. It was really neat. I was really friends with Dude for a long time and I really We're out of touch now, which I think is interesting. I've tried to find him on Facebook a few times, and I have failed to do so, and that saddens me a bit, because me and Bro were, we were really close at one point, but at any rate, he, he was into comics, but he was also into, like, rock music. He had tons of tapes. He was, like, a tape-buying dude, and one of the tapes he had that I was really into was this Jay Giles band, like, Grids Tits. It had, you know, Freeze Frame, and, you know, Love Stinks, and Centerfold, and these are all just like real upbeat, real, real cool poppy rock songs. And I was, I was way into it. And I wanted to take it home and get a copy of it so I I could play it. And dude was not the type to loan his things out. He was, he was a pretty strict collector and you could enjoy things at his house, but he wasn't going to put them on loan. And I, I do understand that. And I was like, come on, man, just let me borrow this and make a copy of the Jay Giles and I'll, I'll bring it back, I promise. And he eventually relented and let me borrow it. But this is the moment. In the, in a shocking turn of events, he just like, he handed me the tape with one hand. And with the other one, he grabbed me by the throat. And dude was a big guy. He was a big, tall, red-headed guy. He had at least 8 to 12 inches on me in height. And he, he grabbed me by the throat and he's like you better bring this back the same that I gave it to you. And I'm like, I will, I will, I promise. And he had never so much as shown like any sort of a violent inkling of any kind. He was a big, funny, kind-hearted dude. And when he did this, I was, I was shocked. I realized that for the first time he could decimate me if he so, if he so chose. And he was choosing to lay it out here if you don't come back with the J. Giles you will be destroyed, so, that showed me the importance of it, and I, I brought it back, and ever since, it's like Jay Giles has had this, this importance to me, and I'm really saddened to hear him go, so, I guess, before we get to at the movies, Jay Giles, they reminisce over you.
1: at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? You were in an accident. We saved you, and now you save others.
0: You're our most sophisticated weapon. Find the terrorist. What are you?
1: We are the same. Did they tell you how many died to
0: create us? She knows. I order you to terminate.
1: They created me, but they cannot control me. Ghost in the Shell.
0: I saw the trailer for Ghost in the Shell so many times. It seemed as if it was in front of like every single movie that I saw that part of me was like, I don't want to see this movie because I've I've just seen it so many times it's been rammed down my throat like constantly but I don't know I went to see it anyway and I'm glad that I did I didn't know what to expect I don't have any sort of familiarity with the manga or the anime or wherever the source material comes from this is my introduction to it so take that when you listen to this review if you are if you're a fan of it in its other incarnations. I've never seen it before, so this is just me doing whatever. I thought it was pretty good. I think that visually it's fantastic, and Scarlett Johansson is good in it, that the minor characters are good in it as well, but the story's a bit lacking. The basic idea is that Scarlett Johansson is a woman who's killed and she wakes up inside of a robot. Her consciousness has been placed inside of. The Scarlett Johansson robot, and she she's kind of in on a quest to find herself while also working for a government agency in fighting terrorism. It's cool. There are some really good action sequences. There are some neat robots and the scenery's great. It is just eye candy delight and Scarlett Johansson's wearing this like naked bodysuit. I, I wonder about that, that's part of the appeal, because they play this, the the scenes of her in it during the trailer a lot, and I wonder, I've wondered this the whole time, has she ever, in fact, worn that suit, or is the whole thing like a CGI deal? I know not, I don't know, a lot of the things in the movie are CGI deals, and you could hardly tell if they're, they're definitely getting at that point, but I will say I've never seen a picture of her, like, on the set wearing this weird flesh-toned bodysuit, but... That's neither here nor there, I guess. I don't even know why I made that detour. It's just something that that I was thinking when I'm when I'm watching the movie. She's prancing around in this suit, and she appears as if, you know, she is. The suit is flesh toned, and she appears as if she's in the nude. And I wonder, did she wear a flesh toned suit? Because I would not in the day where you can CGI stuff. I'd be like, look, I'm just gonna wear my normal clothes and do this, and you just you CGI me looking perfect. I guess <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. So. I wonder about her commitment. Anyway, she does a good job as a robot. She is fairly monotone, sort of not Commander Data-ish, but something in that vein. And she has this very peculiar way that she walks. She, she hardly moves her arms. <laughs> that, when I started uh, thinking about that and the way she moved her arms, it got me thinking about a story, a movie theater day story involving my main man, Gino Vega, that I don't even know if he knows this story, but I'll tell it. I was, I was walking around, you know, like doing my thing, like sweeping up in the lobby, and he was working in the, in the ticket booth. He got promoted up into the booth. That was a more responsible position. And he's up in the booth, and I'm, I'm sweeping up, and I'm walking by, and he opens up the door, and he's like, why do you swing your arms like a gorilla when you walk? And I, I, (laughs) I was taken aback by that. It was... One of those things that you don't think about at all, but the second somebody points out to you, you become very self-conscious about. So, I went through this period where I was like consciously trying not to swing my arms around a lot because I didn't want to look like a gorilla. And I think that I think that I may have been walking like Scarlett Johansson in this movie with like very slight, very uh, mechanical arm movement side to side. I may have been doing that, and it was all thanks to. Gino Vega getting in my head. He was... He was the type. He's the type that'll get in your head. He'll get into your mind with these kind of statements. It's not a big deal. I'm not mad. I I got over it a long time ago. I think that after a while, it was like, you know what? You walk like a gorilla. So what? That's your business. You just... You just got a pimp strut, and people can't handle it. Dudes like Gino Vega can't handle it. Just... Knock him off your shoulder, put him back in the booth. That was... That was such a good time, working at the movie theater. I... I miss it a lot. I still go there all the time to see the movie and the people who work there, they don't seem like they're having the same kind of fun we had and I I feel bad for them in regard to that. They they seem kind of mopey, but that is the $3 theater now and you do see you see more of a criminal element over there. Things don't necessarily happen bad things, but there is always some kind of weird tension in the air and I guess I guess they feel it too. And also, they they do like a movie a movie program there for seniors that is sponsored by a local mortuary. And right above the candy section, you know, by the the, the snack bar, there's a ginormous banner that says Senior Movie Program Sponsored by, you know, Tegan and Lance Mortuary. And they, they have to look at it all the time. It's black. It's very, it's very goth, very peculiar to me. But man, I miss that time. It was cool. It was cool working with Gino Vega. We had a lot of fun. We we had like an usher gang known as the Broomtang Clan. And we we would team up to fight the, the management. We would fight the good fight. I don't know exactly how we fought the management. We, I guess by not doing our jobs as good as possible. But I don't know if that's fighting the management as much as it's just providing a bad service for the people who go there. I know not. Still, though, it was a good time. And uh, I miss it. So let's see. Ghost in the Shell was solid movie. I gave it like three, three mics out Mike. of five mics. I'm going to go and say yeah. Three, three mics Mike. out of five mics. I enjoyed it. A lot of eye candy. If you're into that sort of thing, three. check it out because Mike. even though it's lacking in story, the visuals make up for it in a lot of ways. All right. I saw Ben in the middle of the week, saying we should have a dance tonight. I never imagined she'd actually say yes. You must charm her. Come, come, show me the smile. Uh You think you could be happy here?
1: Can anybody be happy if they aren't free?
0: The next movie that I saw was the live-action remake of the Disney classic Beauty and the Beast. This one... This one is a slam dunk right from the start. Look, it's a live-action remake of Beauty the Beast starring Emma Watson from Harry Potter as as Belle as the beauty. That is, that's a slam dunk right there, home run. You know that this is going to be a giant money-making movie, and it is. You know that it's probably going to be fun, and it is. I I have seen the original, but only only one time, a girl that that I was dating at the time that I was wooing, wanted to go see it, and I went, and I liked it, but I'm not a, a Disney character kind of guy. I don't, I don't go for the Disney flicks. I realize Disney owns everything, but I don't go for like the classic Disney flicks that much. It's not, just not my bag, but I have seen Beauty and the Beast, and I did like it, and I really liked this one too. It's, it's the tale as old as time of Beauty and the Beast. I don't think that I have to break it down for you. This is A remake of the original with live action folks and CGI furniture. It was it was just terrific. I really, really like a musical. A musical is one of one of my favorite things. And this is, you know, this is a classic musical. It has a bunch of great songs, bunch of great scenes. It was just a lot, a lot of fun. You get a really good performance from Emma Watson as Belle. She's somebody that I really like. She seems like a Like a charming young gal, I I respect her and her, her stand for feminism. I respect her and her going back to college after the Harry Potter franchise. She just, she seems like she has her head in the right place. She's somebody that me as a person with a daughter would want my daughter to look up to and admire. I don't know if she does. I know she thinks she's cool. I don't know if she admires her. But if she had to pick a hero, a gal hero, this would be one that I would be okay with. She seems like a class act, nice gal and... She really comes across as you know, as Belle, as the beauty who has to you know has to fall in love with the Beast to free him from his entrapment. You know the story. You don't need for me to break it down for you. This was just like a like a feel good movie. You leave feeling good. There's a ton of good songs. There's a ton of ton of good dancing. Josh Gad plays LaFue, and he he's terrific. Let's see let's see what they say about this over on the Tomatoes. You've got mail. you need me? to tap around on the mic. The movie is one hour and 20 minutes long, but it plays a lot shorter than that. I think it felt like an hour and a half, an hour and 45. It has made, are you ready for this? $430,946,000 worldwide. It, of course, stars Emma Watson. Luke Evans is Gaston. on. He kills it as the, as the caddish heel guest on Dan Stevens is the Beast, Kevin Klein's in it, Stanley Tucci, Sir Ian McKellen, Emma Thompson, Ewan McGregor, it is just like an all-star cast, and it's just a, just a terrific, fun movie, just you gotta open up your heart, let the sun shine in, enjoy yourself, some, uh, some Beauty of the Beast, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna give this guy four mics I had a heck of a time, and, I just gotta give credit where credit is due. Four, Four mics, mics out of five on the good old source meter.
1: Four mics. Dom, your team's about to go up against the North and the
0: handle. You. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. I don't know what she's got on him, but that wasn't Dom. It ain't too late to stop this. Come and get it
1: now i know what it feels like to be every cop ever
0: chasing us yeah! is that a torpedo take the wheel we the pg13 experience at animes all right dudes i just got back from the fast and the furious and i am i'm actually recording this as the final thing on the episode this is actually easter sunday and I have everything completed. I just I saw the Fast and Furious today, and I wanted to get it out, you know, as quickly as I could, as timely as possible. So you might you might hear some sound bleeding through the wall. We're having our little Easter shindig right now, and they're they're playing music. You might hear the music through the wall. But I just I wanted to get this out there as quick as I could in case in case you were waiting to hear what I thought before you went to see the Fast and Furious. I can't imagine that is true because if you're a fan, you're gonna see it. If you're not a fan. You're not gonna see it. That's the way it is. Either you're into it or you're not into it. But I think that even if you are not into it, you might want to. Uh, you might want to get with it, man. You might want to open up your heart and let the sun shine in, like I just said about uh, what was it called, Beauty and the Beast. You want to let it in because the the Fast and the Furious is it's it's truly a glorious, truly a fun thing. It is just so weird and so wild and so interesting that you really want to get with it. This is. The eighth movie in the chain, and what happens in this one that makes it different than all the others is that uh Dom Dom Toretto, played by our big guy Vin Diesel, he he turns heel and he starts to work against against the team. He joins uh the evil evil the Charlie Theron's team and starts to work against work against our guys. There is like some kind of a scheme where like Charlie Theron's a hacker and she's trying to get her hands on an EMP and then onto a nuclear missile. We don't really know or I I don't know at least what she's going to do with this missile, but she wants to get get a hold of it and the only way she can do it is by getting Dom on her side so she does I won't I won't spill too many beans, but Dom Dom works with her and then you get this whole this whole thing of him against the team and the team the team picks up a new member. Well, he is a new member, but he's not a new member of the of the cast. It is Jason Statham joins the crew and he he kind of falls into Dom's place. I wouldn't say he's the leader or anything. The leader is of course The Rock. If Dom's not there, The Rock's the leader. So you just get Jason Statham as like a uh, like a big big gun for hire. He has his reasons for joining this movie. Has of course over the top action. It has of course awesome cars, awesome car chases. This is this is a superhero movie. I I think there's no other way to look at it. There are points where The Rock is he's like throwing two hundred pound men with one arm, like twenty feet. He punches like a shipping crate, you know, like the kind they they have on ships. He punches it and he dents it. The guy dented steel with a punch. They they shoot the rock in the throat with a rubber bullet, like right in the Adam's apple. And it just bounces off and he's just like, Oh, you did it now. Now you gotta deal with the rock and he lifts his eyebrow and he runs up and gives the guy The rock bottom, that's not exactly what happens. But he does, in fact, take a rubber bullet to the throat and just shakes it off. Some of the moves that Dom makes in his car are just... They're superhuman. He has the ability to leap his car in the air, like go off a ramp. And while he's up in the air, he can somehow make it make contact with something that will fall. And hinder people who are following him or even just take their vehicles out completely. He his ability to calculate angles and speed velocity and all that stuff must just be off the charts because he can do some amazing things in that vehicle. It's there is no other way to look at it, but that this, this is a superhero movie. It's a weird alternate universe too, where, when there, there are threats of terrorism, the president doesn't call in like the Navy seals or like some kind of black op Delta Delta force. He instead calls civilians who are really good at driving cars, I guess, maybe that happens right now, maybe, maybe we don't even know, and Fast and Furious is actually based off, like, a real-life story of some crew that's out there, driving cars, fighting crime, anti-terrorism, that's really what they are, Dom's team, they are, like, anti-terrorism type dudes, they started off as car thieves and street razors, but, over time with 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 the help of the rock as hobbs you know he's he's like a government agent with the help of him they've actually become like top anti-terrorism fighters so i guess i guess you got to give it up to him for them now as far as as far as the actual movie let's see what they say over on tomatoes at the at the present time the the movie is 136 minutes long and it does it does play a bit long the end scene while fun does does drag on a bit. You probably could have knocked like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes off this movie. It is presently at 82% with the audience and 64% with the critics. And it of course stars Vin Diesel, The Rock, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Ludacris, Biggs, Bridges, Helen Mirren's in it, uh, Charlize Theron, Kurt Russell. It is, it's like a star star-studded cast and it's definitely... Definitely an enjoyable movie, especially if you're a fan of the the franchise already. If you are, in fact, a fan of the franchise, there's no reason not to see it. I mean, you've probably seen it already, but if you're not, it's still cool. It's over-the-top action, a lot of fun. I'm going to say it is not as good as the last one. I think the last one was just, it was reaching a zenith of action that has very seldom been surpassed. And while this one is, like, it's a lot of fun, it's really great, totally enjoyable, it's not quite that good. I think that I am, and this is on the source meter, of course, with five mics being an all-time classic and one one mic being a dud, I am going to give Fast 8 3.5
1: mics. You are listening to IC
0: Robots Radio. My name's Doug, and I did dumb things when I was a kid. And my name is Zerb, and I've done dumb things when I was a kid. And we talk about the dumb things we did when we were kids on our podcast, The Dumb Things I Did When I Was a Kid. On that podcast, we talk about the dumb things we did at school. At church. At the pool. By the lake. In our cars. In tents. On trains. On planes. On the playground. And sometimes when I pull my finger, it makes a sound. You can find the podcast at mccoycast.wordpress.com, which has links to the iTunes and Stitcher feeds, and also on throwbackreviews.net.
1: You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report.
0: All right, kiddos, we are back for... The final segment of the show the area known as the Toys R Us report where I I don't know I talk about what I was been watching on TV or any toys that I have bought but I haven't bought any toys I guess which is kind of a bummer I've been going down to the to the Toys R Us of course and I'm looking for that Sabine Sabine Wren Star Wars Black which I have not I have not found this if you if you see one at a store please hit me up on Twitter at IC Robots, or on Facebook, just let me know what chain you saw it in, because I've been hitting Toys R Us, I've been hitting Target, Walmart, Walgreens, all of, all of the places, Kmart, that have toys, and I, just, I'm not finding it, I don't know, we don't seem to get, like, the new releases of the action figures sometimes, it seems like we'll miss, like, an entire series, and I hope that's not the case, I don't want to have to go online to buy it, I, I like to find things out there in the wild, that's just, That's how I roll. That's how I operate. That's how I do things, usually. Not always. But sometimes... Sometimes I do prefer it that way. Actually, all the time I prefer it that way. I've been... Been watching a lot of Tube. We're getting toward the end of the, uh... CW seasons. We are gearing up for the end. We just had the end of Legends of Tomorrow. But they have a short season. And we're getting near the end of Arrow and Flash. And all that good stuff. And... I don't know. This year, I have not been into the shows that much. I'm not really enjoying Supergirl that much, which is weird because I absolutely loved the first season, but they lost a lot of the elements that made the show interesting when they switched over to the CW and they didn't continue on with the Cat Grant character played by Callista Flockhart. I guess they couldn't get her over on the CW. And when they lost her, they lost a lot because she kind of acted as a mentor to Kara in the newspaper business. And they've kind of just gotten away from the newspaper business in the story of, you know, Kara trying to make it in the city. And that was one of the things that made the show fun. Now she just basically works for the Department of Alien Affairs or whatever. And she's out there at the Alien Bar with her, with their new boyfriend Monel, it is not as fun as watching her out there as a single girl trying to make it in the city while also trying to balance being a superhero. I'm just not enjoying it that much. The show's become sort of on the "I'll watch it when I have time" level. When it used to be like I would want to watch it as soon as it aired. And Arrow has really been a slog this season too. There's been so much bratva stuff, and I just don't like that at all. And They're really putting Ollie through the ringer this episode, this season with Prometheus and Vigilante and all this stuff. I don't know, man. It's been kind of a slog, but I do have to admit that Arrow is always kind of a slog. It's always kind of dark, and you gotta just deal with that when you watch it, but The Flash has been fun. I've been enjoying that. They're putting him through the ringer, too. They always deal with these superheroes, but I I like The Flash. I've enjoyed the tone of it. I'm having a good time with that, but... The one that's really standing out to me as super fun is Legends of Tomorrow. I I like this season a lot. I enjoy the team. I like all of them together. I think that Katie Lots is doing great as the captain. And I'm liking, I like Mick and I like Firestorm. I like them all. I think it's fun. It's really like, like a 1980s sort of B-level kind of Justice League International DC sort of comic where these guys aren't the best. But you put them together and they'll they'll get the job done. I'm having a good time with it. I like seeing all the all the different eras that they go to, and it's been fun. They introduce introduce characters all the time. And this season they've been doing this angle where they're fighting the Legion of Doom, which is Damien Dark. I don't know why no one's ever called him Damien Dork. Merlin, the evil yellow flash, and they've put together uh Leonard Snart and Mick. Mick turned heel for a while, and they've put them back together and this has been a lot of fun of enjoying it. They're fighting over the Spear of Destiny, which is... This has been, like, a historic DC device, I recall. At one time, Hitler had it. They said that during the Second World War, the reason that the the superheroes couldn't just go over there and knock the Nazis out was because Hitler had the Spear of Destiny. And he also had a superhero of his own that had the power to, like, take your abilities away so nobody would go over there. But it was mainly he had the Spear of Destiny, which is, like, some all-powerful... Device supposedly it was what was used to mercifully end Christ Jesus Christ's life when he was crucified many many moons ago, uh and it's still around today, and it's t- taken a big place in, in, in comic book lore. So that was cool to see. Oh, oh, you know what? I didn't even mention this. I really enjoyed the musical episode of The Flash, the one that was called Duet. They they got a Supergirl in it, and they had Merlin in it, and all of all of the people from the different shows with a musical background. And it was... It was terrific. I wasn't sure that I would like it. Especially when I saw that they were going to be doing it in like a 1920s style. That's not an era that I'm really hip to. And I heard they were going to do a musical episode. I was hoping that, that they would do it in their superhero costumes. Like in the superhero world. But it was really great. There were some nice numbers. There was some terrific dancing. Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin who is The Flash is... He's a terrific dancer and a terrific singer. Supergirl can really sing too, and Merlin, Merlin can sing like a mofo. He has a song, and I'm just like, I can't believe that voice is coming from dude. Guy is fantastic. It was a really great episode. Go out there and search it out just to see, just to see Grant Gustin dancing. We know he has a background in this. He was on Glee, along with Supergirl, Melissa Benoist. This was a bit of a Glee reunion. The Music Meister was Blaine on Glee. Blaine was... He was one of the more talented dudes. He may have been... I think he was my second favorite character on Glee. I watched Glee. I, I liked it a lot. What do you want me to say? I enjoyed it. My favorite was Heather Morris as Britney Spears Pierce. Britney S. Pierce. I, I enjoyed her a lot. She's a really great dancer. She's not Dancing with the Stars right now. I tried to watch that just to just to check her out, and I, I couldn't get into it, man. I don't I don't even know, but... I hope she wins. It seems unfair that she's even on it. She has a professional dancing background. She was like a backup dancer for Beyonce. And she was on Glee. It doesn't seem fair to put her in there with uh, Mr. T and Nancy Kerrigan. But uh, I don't know. What are you going to do, man? It's just the way it is. It's just uh, a TV contest. Um, is that it? That might be it. I'm still, still enjoying Riverdale. The show is so great. This is another CW show that I like. It's another Greg Berlanti joint. And it is... It's just terrific. I I recently found out, and you might have heard me complaining about this, about the afterlife with Archie and how the the series just kind of came to an abrupt halt with kind of a cliffhanger even, and how much I enjoyed it and how sad I was that there aren't any new episodes of it. And I found out why. The guy who is the chap who was writing that is the head writer of Riverdale. I guess they... They liked his take on it so much that they offered him a TV show. And of course, if you're offered that, you're gonna take it. Who wouldn't? That's the uh, the end goal to most things, you know, to get into T V or movies where the where the dinero is. But they left it on a cliffhanger and I'm kinda of bummed. But now that I now that I know this, I can see there are a lot of elements from the afterlife with Archie incorporated into the into the show, and I don't want to give anything away. If you want to read it, go read it. You can see it for yourself, and I, I highly recommend it. Afterlife with RG is terrific, but a lot of the things in there happen on Riverdale. It's cool, man. I'm really I'm really liking it. The show is just a lot of fun. It's not too late to get started on it. It's only on season one. I don't know what episode it is, seven. I think eight is the last one I saw, but I, I recommend that one a lot. I, I don't know what else I can say. I say it every week. Watch Riverdale, hashtag Riverdale strong, and I guess that's it. I guess we are, we're at the end of it. I don't know that you would, that you'd want to hear more from me, but if you do, you can, you can get some more. I'll I'll be next, back next week. So get up at me on Twitter, at IC robots I-S-E-E Robots, R-O-B-O-T-S. I'm on Instagram. That's IC Robots as well. I'm really enjoying that platform. So make sure to give me a follow over there and then make sure to go over to the Facebook group, facebook.com backslash IC robots And if you are, so inclined, and I hope that you are. Go on over to supportthereport.com and chuck in a buck to the, to the Patreon system. We can, we can use all we get for, uh, network operating fees. I got a line, I got a line on a new show. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the surprise, but I think I got, I think I got another show for the network. Somebody, somebody's gonna be joining us soon, and it's gonna be, going to be a delight. So, this is me, IC Robots, signing off for the TRU RPT EP.114 at the movies catch-up edition. So if you don't know, how you know? This has been an IC Robots radio production.